Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. This week, MISNY physician leaders and staff joined physician leaders of the New York State Radiological Society in meetings with key legislative leaders highlight a number of priority bills that are supported and opposed by both Physician Advocacy Association. To begin with, the groups emphasized their strong support for legislation to ensure patients receive the care they need and to reduce the extraordinary administrative burdens physicians must endure in receiving needed approvals and submitting claims to health insurers, including legislation that would permit independently practicing physicians to collectively negotiate patient care terms with health insurers, and legislation that would enact a number of steps to reduce prior authorization hassle. The groups also articulated opposition to legislation that would cause serious disruption to our healthcare delivery system as it continues to recover from the impact, financial and otherwise, of the pandemic. These include opposing trial lawyer-backed legislation that would expand damages awardable and wrongful death actions, which would increase New York's already exorbitant medical liability premiums by nearly 50%, and raising strong concerns with the well-intended Patient Medical Debt Reduction Act that contains an objectionable component that would basically create administrative chaos by requiring hospitals and non-employed hospital-based physicians to jointly bill for patient cost-sharing events, despite an insurance system that has created separate lanes for paying for these services. Groups also emphasize the importance of protecting physician-led team care, including imposing numerous bills, including bills that would permit physician assistants to independently perform fluoroscopy, legislation to permit podiatrists to provide wound care on a patient's leg that is not contiguous with a foot, and legislation to eliminate the requirement of nurse practitioners to maintain documented collaborative relationships with physicians in the same specialty. The legislation to remove collaborative requirements for nurse practitioners is on the Senate Higher Education Committee agenda next week. MISNI has raised concerns that this legislation could jeopardize patient safety and lead to uncoordinated siloed care by eliminating any statutory requirements for nurse practitioners to maintain collaborative arrangements with a physician practicing in the same specialty. The legislation would also eliminate the requirement for an inexperienced nurse practitioner to maintain a written collaborative agreement with a physician. Please look to our e-news this week for how you can send a letter to your legislators urging them to oppose this legislation. Please let your legislators know that the and that NPs are an absolutely essential component of our healthcare system to ensure patients receive the care they need, but maintaining ongoing team-based care in collaboration with a skilled physician is essential for ensuring patients receive the highest quality care. Instead of removing these requirements, MISNI is arguing that the standards for physician-nurse practitioner collaboration should be strengthened to help better recognize and treat potentially complex cases, particularly given the significant differences in clinical training. According to a recent national survey, 68% of respondents believe it is very important for physicians to be involved in diagnoses and treatment, with an additional 27% of voters believing it is somewhat important which means 95% in total believed it was at least somewhat important. MISNI also worked with 10 specialty societies this week in a joint communication to the Assembly Speaker and Senate Majority Leader, 
raising concerns with any of physician mandate bills that are moving in one house or the other, including legislation requiring physicians to notify the epileptic patients of the risk of sudden death, despite the remote likelihood of this occurrence for the vast majority of epileptic patients, legislation to require the co-prescribing of naloxone for many patients on opioid medications, despite the fact that co-prescribing may not be appropriate in every circumstance, legislation to require the documentation of considering various alternative treatments prior to the writing of an opioid prescription, despite the fact that physicians are already required to follow CDC clinical treatment guidelines for prescribing opioids, and legislation to require the discussion of risks with a patient associated with having a C-section. In most cases, the legislation follows steps a physician would ordinarily undertake in discussions with a patient, but creates the risk that if it's not done or documented properly, the physician would face fines or further sanctions from the health department. Turning to the education fund, next week on Wednesday, May 12th at 7.30 a.m., it will be our next Veterans Matter CME program, Substance Abuse Disorder in Veterans, with our faculty, Dr. Thomas Bedeski. And on Wednesday, May 26th at 7.30 a.m., will be our next Medical Matter CME program, Triage and Disaster Event, with our faculty, Dr. Art Cooper and Dr. Zachary Hickman. And if you missed it, you can go to the MISNI Twitter feed to find the YouTube link for our program earlier this week on social media use in medicine. This very well-attended program included as hosts MISNI President-Elect, Dr. Parag Mehta, and MISNI Counselor, Dr. Dan Choi, two prolific tweeters who regularly share key advocacy information, educate physicians and the public regarding the many issues physicians are working on to protect and enhance patient care delivery. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And as always, thank you for your support of MISNI and your county medical system. We'll speak again next week.